we're going to get through this. It's a crazy year, and um, we started it off with all that. But while we were out and away in Arkansas, y'all were having ice and snow over here. So I was glad for that. And uh, I was glad we were able to make it back Friday. And then Saturday kind of scared us. I called Max and wonder how we're going to have this funeral. We got ice and, and sleeting and rain coming. He said, I think it's going east of us. So the man of God prophesied, and it was clear as a bell. We were able to honor our sister. And again, I want to say thank you, every lady, every man, every person, all the staff, all the workers, everybody who came in, gathered together to help us to do what we had to uh, to take care uh, of our, our very own, Max and Cheryl and Allie and uh, Ben. Wasn't it beautiful? It's a beautiful ceremony of the presence of the Lord. Tonight, I want to just speak briefly about listening to God. He is a God who speaks. He is a God who speaks. And uh, he speaks in several ways. And um, if you're taking notes, you know, God speaks in several ways. He speaks through his word. Can you say amen to that? He speaks through his word. If you're not hearing from God, you're not reading the book. He speaks through his word. You can read it. He'll speak to you. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through visions. Um, he speaks through still small voice. He speaks through other people. We'll go through it today. We'll go through it because I want you to get this before we come together for prayer. And uh, I just think that we're trying to build a church that is a house of prayer. Amen. Remember that last week? Lord, make me a house of prayer. Uh, make me a house of prayer. <laughs> Let me be a, a transformation that is transforming others. Uh, right? Second Timothy 2.2, 2, the things you've committed and seen of me, commit to others also. So it's discipleship uh, continually. And so we're going to have spontaneous prayer in a little bit, but a little bit of coaching tonight uh, before we get going. Gary Rowe, you saw that on the announcement, was uh, our nominee. <clears throat> and so we, Gary, I bet you I know the will of God for Oak Grove when it comes to our annual business meeting. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The basics of listening prayer. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. And um, I just think that we can catch a couple of things. A lot of people talk, and they talk and talk and talk. And by the time God wants to speak, they're still talking. And uh, they give about 20 minutes, maybe, if you're lucky, uh, to the Lord about all that they need and or, or praying about or praying for others, even in intercessory prayer, which is powerful, right? It's unselfish. but we do all the talking. We, we leave the building, and um, God hasn't said what he needed to say. Have you ever talked to somebody who does all the talking? Don't say amen, because I've got the mic. <laughs> and so I've asked you questions. You don't talk back anyway, so I just keep the mic. But, but the Lord is faithful to provide uh, what we need to hear if we will listen. He loves us. Anybody agree with that? He wants us to know his will. He wants us to be blessed. We said that this morning. He wants us to be favored and blessed. He wants us to move forward. He wants us to grow. There is a gradual spiritual maturation process, but it demands it demands our time. It demands our attention. It really does, and it's taxing. So you know the scripture, be still and know that I am God. And he has spoken to Abraham face to face like he speaks to a friend. He spoke to Moses out of a burning bush. From a bush, uh, he appears. And he shows up and he speaks and he wants to say some things. And he's got your best interest at heart. If we were willing 
to uh, listen. So we must listen. Some obstacles, usually uh, excuses. Number one excuse. How many would agree with that? Number one, too busy. How many would say that's just it? Here's the facts. Every one of us get 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All of us get the same amount of time. You know, we're not equal on the same playing field when it comes to money. All of us, some might have more money than others. Uh, so it's not equal playing uh, field. Uh, when it comes to talent, talent, right? Gary has more talent than me. It's not equal. It's not equal. Some others have been gifted with other talents greater than others. That's not equal playing field. But when it comes to time, my friends, come on now. Every one of us have the same amount of time. It doesn't matter if it's the president or if it's me and you. And uh, if you haven't heard or seen the president's schedule, can I tell you, good, bad, or ugly, whether you like them or not, how many know it's the same schedule for every president? They're up, if they do exercise, they're up before 3 a.m., probably exercising 4 a.m., 5 a.m. breakfast, 6 a.m. briefing, maybe, with the chiefs of staff. They got a minute here and a minute there. I was told about Brother T.D. Jakes. One time he, I called, <laughs> you know, I'm not afraid of anybody. And when I was at Convoy of Hope, I, I called T.D. Jakes' office because we were having a convoy outreach in Dallas, Texas, and I wanted to see if T.D. Jakes wanted to be a part of it. I mean, he's just a man like you and me, right? Who is he? He's just nobody else but another preacher in town. So I called the potter's house. Hello, this is the potter's house. I said, can I speak to the bishop? To which the lady on the other line laughed. I mean, out loud. <laughs> you mean Bishop Jakes? I said, yes, that's exactly who I would like to talk to them. You know, it'd be like calling the president, you know, Pastor Ron Moran calling the president. Anyway, said she, she laughed and she said, the bishop is not available right now. He is in a meeting in his excursion, his vehicle. And you have a table inside. She said, we made a table in there for him to have a sandwich on the way having a meeting on the way to his next meeting. You think you're busy. How many know there's some busy people out there? If you have to have lunch in the car on the way to the next lunch, you're a busy little monkey. But anyway, I didn't get to talk to the bishop, if you're wondering. I did get to talk to his missions director, and the missions director did come to the outreach, and they did bless the convoy of hope. So praise the Lord. Don't be afraid to talk. How many know if you can talk to the Lord Jesus Christ, you ought to be able to talk to anybody. Come on, somebody. Nobody is greater than the Lord. And so um, the Holy Spirit wants to direct us. He, he led the apostles uh, to him and learned. Uh, they learned to follow him. They learned how to listen to him. They watched him pray, right? They heard him pray and they watched him. And this is their request. Lord, teach us to pray. Not long prayers, not uh, drawn out prayers, just we want to know how to communicate to the Father the way you communicate to the Father. They saw that. They saw that connection. And they and they longed for that. And they asked him to teach them. And we've been blessed. Yet oftentimes we think we're too busy to listen to, fa- to the Father. Our minds are so crowded with other concerns we can't hear him. So even if we take time, even if we're trying to, how I many know there's a lot of voices out there? Facebook voices? Social media voices, a lot of distractions, a lot of things uh, buying for your time. And uh, it's hard to cert- sit and set yourself apart and find some time to be with the Lord. But if you watch the Lord Jesus, he 
he oftentimes set himself apart from a very busy schedule and went to be. Say, so, well, he was in the Bible days. There's wasn't nothing going on. How many know there's always been something going on in every age, in every era? And so he made it a priority, as the uh, psalmist David did. Early will I rise and seek thee, Lord, he said. So we get crowded and we can't hear him, but there's nothing more important than heeding the voice and operating under his control. So, so to listen to the Lord, we need to identify his voice. So first thing, here's a few things. God's voice will always be consistent with the verse of Scripture. You, you know, there's people say, I heard from God. And uh, John said, try the spirits to see if they be of God. And uh, one thing we know at Oak Grove, this is priority. Preeminence is the word of God. If you have a vision or a dream or if you have feel like God spoke to you, I mean, oh, what he shared with you is not greater than what he's already shared with us. I mean, oh, it's nothing new under the sun. It's already been written. We believe in a closed canon, if you please. How many know the 66 books of the Bible have already been written? I need a witness in here. Your revelation knowledge is not going to be superior to what God has already revealed to us in his word. So when God speaks, you don't have to wonder. You can go check it out. It should be backed up, confirmed, validated by the word of the Lord. Amen? And that's just important because a lot of people have heard from the Lord. You know, have you ever heard anybody heard from the Lord? And I told one guy one day, I was at Bible school, and he told me uh, I was going to be an evangelist. We were, in, we were in a gym class, and we were running track, you know. And uh, along the way, he said, Pastor, i got a word for you. So, well, good, praise, give it to me, man. I could use a word from the Lord. How many like to hear a word from the Lord? So I'm not opposed to you hearing from the Lord, but you better know it's from the Lord. He said, you're going to be an evangelist. I said, really? Because I just made my my uh, advisor talk to my advisor, and I just put a plan together to be a pastor. So God's either got your address or my address, and I think I'd rather keep mine. I mean, no, God can speak to me. God can speak to you. I appreciate other people and their voices, right? And there's some pastors and leaders and people who are going from one conference to another conference, and these people are saying this, and these people are saying that, and we're getting opposition today. Listen clearly. If you take a stance and defend the unborn, they think you're intolerant. I mean, we're going to stand against abortion till the day the Lord comes to take us out of here. We have a right to life. We want life. We don't want death. Right? Am I speaking to a Pentecostal church? All right. And same thing with any other contemporary issue of the day. Don't make me go there. You know what I'm talking about. But there's a heavy-duty agenda, heavy-duty agenda, to make us think that everything's okay and everything's not okay. And there's things in the Word of God that, if it doesn't line up with the Scripture, it, the Bible is always our standard of measure, and everybody said, so the Holy Spirit's not going to say anything that's in violation to his word. So, number two, God's voice. <coughs> well, let's just back it up with scripture here, John 10. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens uh, the gate, right? And the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they... My sheep know my voice, right? 
yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Praise God. Jesus used this as an illustration, but they didn't understand the things which he spoke. There's a lot of God's people that are not in tuning, tuning their ear to the voice of the Spirit. God speaks. Amen? And so we need to make sure we're listening. God's voice may be in conflict with human reasoning. A lot of intellectuals have a problem with this. Right? Listen, if you're an intellectual and you're listening to me, I'm glad you're smart. Praise God for your talents and your gift of brains. But your brain is not greater than God's Word. Can somebody help me out here? Your ability to reason and and, and that's what people do. They, they want to alter the word of God or the voice of God to match up their reasoning. But human reason, human and reasoning, human wisdom is not spiritual wisdom or godly wisdom. And like I said this morning, if you want the favor of God, you have to have the wisdom of God. And if you lack it, James said you can have it if you ask, right? And so... The Lord is infinitely wise and omniscient, sovereign. His ways are higher than ours, and we may not be able to figure out some things. This is why some people backslide, because it seems like God is not lining up with what they need when they really don't know what they need. How many know God knows what you need? He knows where you are, and he's going to help you if you listen to his voice. Number three, God's voice will clash with your fleshly desires. I heard, I went on visitation one day at my last church, uh, Monday night I'd go on the visitation like Dave and Pat did for years and years over here. And um uh, guy uh, knocked on the door. They came to visit First Assembly, so I was returning the visit, and I knocked on the door, and he, uh, I could hear all kind of commotion going on in the living room. <laughs> what they were doing, trying to hide their beer and their cigarettes and their marijuana. They were hiding it. Over. They were trying to hide. I think that's the, they looked in the window. I think his pastor is the pastor of the church. And they were hiding and everything. How many know God sees in your house? Pastor Ron don't have to see and take inventory. I don't have a monitor on my desk to see your foolishness. God sees you, amen? He knows where we are. So I walk in, and I, I was in the fog, literally in the fog. And uh, and so I kind of, and they said, so sorry, Pastor, so sorry. I said, no, don't be sorry. I said, I know you're not converted yet, but I'm glad you came to Old Grove. But you can be saved today. He was an alcoholic. We led to Jesus. Mike came to Christ that day. And he served the Lord for many years. But there's a lot of people hiding behind the wall and trying to act as if uh, they can do whatever they want. Uh, but before Mike got saved, he said, Pastor, uh, I, I smoke a little marijuana when I read my Bible. I said, oh, really? Yeah. He said, yeah, it gives me revelation. It gives me, uh, yeah. Strange revelation for sure. I'm sure you're hearing all kinds of voices, but they're not from God. Come on now. They're not from God. Your fleshly desires and the voice of God do not match. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I'm going to keep on preaching until somebody gets it. But the desires of the Spirit are in opposition to the desire of your flesh. Therefore, the inner conflict we feel when we're tempted in the Spirit leads us into uh, opposition, direct opposition. Spirit of God and spirit of the flesh are at war with one another. Does anybody agree with that? So when, you, when you're speaking and God's speaking truth, you ought to understand when a lie is spoken. Because, see, Satan speaks too. 
And you have to differentiate between the voice of the Father and the voice of Satan. That's why John, 1 John 2, says, hey, figure out who you're with. If you want to worship the Father God, worship him. If you want to worship the, the world, be with them. Father the devil, right? So, so, so you're being parented. You're being spoken to. You're being advised, whether it's ill-advised or godly advised. You're being advised. You and I have to discern by the Holy Spirit who's speaking to us and what are they trying to say. So it clashes. It also challenges, number four, God's voice challenges us and convicts us, but it never condemns us. Y'all want to help me with Romans 8.1? There is, therefore, now no condemnation to who? Those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you come into prayer or you come into the presence of the Lord and you're feeling condemned, beat up and busted and broken, disgusted, probably not God speaking to you. But if you're feeling convicted, I said, if you're feeling convicted, uncomfortable, I feel like many believers or wannabe believers, uh, churches are filling their church with people who want to feel comfortable. I'm glad some people feel uncomfortable at Oak Grove. That means the Holy Spirit's doing his job. We're not here to tickle anybody's fancy. Are y'all hearing me tonight? We're here to preach the truth and let the word of God do the convicting. So God's word speaks, so does God. When he speaks, you should know the difference between conviction and um, and condemnation. It's important that you know that, right? <laughs> sometimes the Spirit leads us to do something we feel incapable of doing. So, so sometimes he speaks and says, you're going to Fiji, right? Or you're going to Africa. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden you're going to be a youth pastor. You're going to be a second grade teacher. And all of a sudden you're like, God, I don't think I can do that. So so you listen to the voice of God and walk in obedience, and it will give you courage if you'll just be be encouraged, right? I didn't flick, I didn't flick to the next one. It calls for courage. You gotta be brave, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. Amen. He might ask you to do something you don't think you can do. In fact, God's never asked me to do something he thinks I can do or that I think I can do. Right? So be be encouraged. Uh, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. God's voice calls for courage. Um, God's voice will speak quietly sometimes. Sometimes. But with all the noises going on around us, we can't hear that. Right? Sometimes he's not in the fire or the earthquake or the wind. Right? Sometimes he's in the still small voice. And he speaks. He's still speaking. It may not be loud and boisterous. May not even be emotional. Nobody else may not be stirred, but he can speak. The Holy Spirit spoke to me one time in chapel over at Jimmy Swaggart Bible College. I was in chapel service, and everybody was having revival. I'm talking about revival. They were just hanging from the chandelier. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, the man in the pulpit is not right with God. And I just, boy, I just, I was so taken back. I was taken back. I couldn't believe this. We're in the Bible school and the man, he's a chapel speaker. Of course they wouldn't bring anybody here. It wouldn't be from God. What are you doing? And, and furthermore, Lord, how many of you ever reason with God? You ever debate with God, talk to God? Like, what you doing? I remember when he called me, I said, you're confused. You should call somebody who can. And um, I said, but why is everybody shouting and everything? It has to be God. How many know the majority doesn't have to always be right? God can speak to your spirit. And even if it's just for you. You don't have to condemn the speaker or to condemn anybody else. 
You just have to listen to the voice of the Spirit. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? He doesn't shout, but he speaks softly in our consciences, and he speaks in our hearts and our minds. He whispers. And sometimes he says, this is the way. Walk you in it. Very, very personal, very quiet, very tender, very gentle. He's a gentleman, right? And he speaks. He also speaks very clearly. I've only got one more, so hang in there. He speaks very clearly. Have you ever talked to some people that do not speak very clearly? It's hard to understand them. Um, when you're in another country trying to speak and somebody's speaking broken English, I speak perfect Spanish, but other people can't understand. <laughs> Airplane oil broke, oh, you know the story. But, um, but, but he wants us to know what he's saying. He has, he's been speaking to us since the day of our salvation. He spoke to you the day he wanted you to come to the altar. How many remember that, or have we forgotten? He wooed you, called you, drew you, convicted you. You came in, right? Gary remembers a sermon I preached on football around Super Bowl years. And uh, God was the owner. and Jesus was the coach and the referee. I don't remember the message, but Gary does. And, um, and first, his voice clearly convicted us of sin and moved us into repentance. And now he continues to communicate with us to bring us to obedience and surrender every day of our life. You see, he didn't stop speaking after you got saved. He still speaks. I said he still speaks. And he wants to speak to us. It's a wonderful privilege to hear from the Lord. And lastly, God's voice speaks personally, very personally. And that's why, how many has ever had the Lord speak to you as he did to Mary and she pondered it in her heart? You know, sometimes he puts dreams in there, dreams that maybe yet uh, not yet fulfilled in your life. Maybe he's spoken promises to you, a vision in your life. And uh, give you goals and dreams, and you and you pondered that in your heart because it's so personal, so personal. And in a day where we tell everybody everything we've done, Facebook, we do it easier on Facebook because we don't have to speak to you, we don't have to see you, we don't even know you. But uh, I just made a soup. I just wanted you to know. I just made a soup. I don't care if you made a soup. I'm glad you made a soup, but I don't really care if you made a soup. Next thing you're going to tell me, you just went to the restroom. How I many know it does happen? It happens on Facebook. People are letting you know. And uh, keep your own journal. I don't think the whole world wants to know. And so especially when God speaks to you, it's personal. It's personal. He loves you. He cares for you individually and guides us in every situation. So sometimes God will speak to you and nobody else around you will understand what he's saying to you. How many know what I'm talking about? He can speak to you and nobody else around you will understand what he's saying to you. When God spoke to me to go to Bible school, my dad, unregenerate, not understanding the things of the Spirit, said, son, how are you going to eat? Now, that's just a good dad who's trying to care for his son as he's going to Bible school. How, how are you and Melissa going to eat? I was like, well, with our mouth, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. I didn't know. How I many of those a step of faith? It's a step of faith. God spoke to me. He didn't explain it to my dad. Case in point, God spoke to Mary. He had not yet explained it to Joseph. I mean, it would have been good to explain it to him right away. God didn't tell, God didn't tell Joseph of the Old Testament that the palace was coming. 
How many know that would have been good information to know? Okay, at 16, you gave me the dream. I'm not sure why I'm in this pit. My brother sold me into slavery. I'm dying here, Lord. What about the dream you just gave me? My brothers hate me. I'm going to die. Ship me over to Potiphar's house, and we're doing well. And then all of a sudden, his wife tries to, you know, uh, advance me, and I, (laughs) wow, and lies on me, falsely accuses me. Now I'm in prison, and everybody's forgotten. I mean, it would have been good to know, but God doesn't always tell you all the details. Start off with listening to the last thing he told you to do. If you're wondering today and you're not sure what God is speaking, there's a lot of people getting this season where they're not hearing from God. I haven't heard anything from God. All you got to do is go back to the last thing he said. 20 years ago, he told my family to come to Oak Grove. And guess where we are? We're still here. Why? One, we love you. You missed the time to say, we love you too, Pastor. Let's try it. We love you. I know that. I just love affirmation. But 20 years later, we're still here. You know why? Because God spoke, and he never spoke again until then. Right? So you got to know when to hear it. Gary was on the campground as our junior high pastor, him and Joni, and the Lord said, I think I'm, Gary <laughs> Gary came back from camp and said, I think I'm supposed to be the kid's pastor. I said, have you talked to Joni about that? I mean, it was very important. That was very important. Don't miss that detail. <laughs> God, God always confirms. Don't you know? It's very personal, but he always confirms. And so he's always speaking, but we must learn how to listen. So how does he get our attention? Restlessness. How many of you have been so restless? God made you so restless because he's trying to get your attention. Can't sleep or you can't because he wants to speak to you. Don't just assume that it's the pizza. Don't assume it's just the pizza. God might be wanting to wake you up. In fact, how many are like this? This is the way it is for me. Every time God's ever spoken to me about a big event or a big transition, it's been at 3 in the morning. I'm like, Lord, do you have another time? Is there another day, a time of the day where you can speak to me? I'm up at 9. At lunch, how about lunch hour? Three in the morning. Why? Because he knows who I am. <laughs> I mean, that's when I stop. If you ever wonder, when does pastor stop? It's three in the morning. I'm pretty much gone. Sometimes he speaks through somebody else. How many ever had God speak through somebody else? A minute ago, I was telling you that somebody could lead you wrong, but how many know they could lead you right? God can use people. God can get a word through people, the gifts of the Spirit, right? Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, Right? Prophetic word, something. In fact, Max read at the funeral yesterday a word that Pastor Webb had given to him when they went into Special Forces Ministry. Remember that? And he still has it, what, 25 years later? Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Powerful word. A word was given to this church before we came that there were going to be a revival sparked from this church into this area. And when we came, the Lord confirmed that to Melissa and I too. How many know we don't want to give up? Can you imagine we give up and the Lord said, send somebody else and revival breaks out? I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have gave up. So he can also speak through unanswered prayer. And here's a weird one. You're all upset because he didn't answer the prayer, but he's trying to get your attention. Trying to get your attention. Hey, hey, I'll answer when you hear me. I'll answer when you listen to me. Listen, 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 Linda. Not Linda, David, but, you know, 
Got to go on Facebook to know that. <laughs> Disappointments, he speaks through problems. He, he speaks through failures. Can I tell you? Your failure is another opportunity to start up again and never give up. So he speaks, he speaks, he speaks. Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way, in the way you should go. And I will guide you with my eye. How many had a parent ever guide you with their eyes? <laughs> oh, if my dad told me, I can read his eyes. How many can read your parents' eyes? How many of you men can read your wife's eyes? Okay, good. I read Joni's eyes one time. We were in Africa. We were in Africa on a safari, and there was a leopard in the, in the tree, just ate a gazelle. And the tour guide said, shh, shh. we're 20 feet away from a leopard in the tree, who's not going to harm us because he's full, I guess. Uh, he's sleeping. And he said, don't utter a word. Very serious. And so I thought uh, the devil came on, on, on me. And, and I just went, kitty, kitty. And Joni looked at me. I tell you, if eyes could kill, I would already be dead. But uh, she forgave me, and we are still friends. God bless America. God is going to guide you with his eyes, with his hand, with his righteous right hand. He will lead you and guide you. He will guide you with his voice, with his voice. He fluctuates his voice. He, he, he can get stern. How many heard the Lord get stern with you? How many had the Lord speak to you tenderly, kindly, and softly? Are you able to hear the voice of God? No. Now, we're going to get into this because he's always speaking. And we won't hear his voice if we live our lives and fill our lives with everything else. So although we become hard of hearing, we can never silence the Lord. He's not going to stop talking. So if we want to get some instructions from him, we might have to sit down and listen. So our altar might be a little different tonight as Tori and the team comes back. We're going to worship a little bit. We're going to listen a little bit. Is that all right? Is it okay to be quiet in the house of the Lord sometimes? Get before the Lord? And so... Uh, we can never silence the Lord. However, the Spirit of God may withdraw to some degree, and as his children, we'll then find ourselves under his discipline. I mean, if you've ever, I don't know how God gets your attention, but if you've ever been around people who talk, 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 sometimes you just want to vacate the premises. And God just may say, wow, you're not going to listen, are you? So we have to be uh, very disciplined and we have to be very intentional about stopping shutting it down i know it doesn't uh bring a lot of morale when we're all quiet or whatever but uh in the stillness of the presence of the lord you can have god's presence and his power and his speaking voice so i would encourage you to bring a pad uh notepad maybe your bible with you to the altar bring a pen so if he speaks you you respond does anybody keep a journal anybody if you're at home right now, I want you to grab your Bible, grab your notepad. We're going to go into a season of prayer, and we want you to really, really focus, hone in on this so we can hear what he's speaking to our spirit. Then once we're done, we'll allow you to share. The Lord spoke this to me. Spoke that to me. Okay? Don't be afraid. God's not going to zap you or attack you. Uh, in fact, he just wants to love you. So we get a message. We can get uh, all kinds of things that God is wanting to say to us. So uh, let's not wait till he has to get angry. Let's go ahead and approach the Father while we can. And uh, if you don't know his voice, let's get familiar. Of anything and all that you do, get familiar with the voice of the Lord.
Amen. Let's stand together. Tori, let's lead us. Come on, bring your Bible, bring your notepad, bring whatever you want to bring. Bring yourself to the presence of the Lord. If you don't want to come, I understand that. And you just uh, you can find the Lord over there, wherever you are. But let's make a move. Come on, let's stand together and make a move toward the presence of the Lord, toward the altar. Nothing, nothing uh, spiritually great about the altar. It's just a place where we come to signify to the Lord, hey, we're here. Let's worship the Lord. Come on, come on. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. Come on, let's start out with adoration. Let's start off with worship. Come on. You are here, working in this Working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Glory to God. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Jesus, way maker, miracle worker. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Glory. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. Oh, that is. 
in our church of prayer. We want, to, we want to work this out. We want to work this out. So here's what we're going to do. For this couple of minutes here, we're going to sit and we're going to contemplate who we can pray for. Intercessory prayer is a great way to spend a long time with the Lord. Some people that go to prayer and finish, they prayed everything they want to pray in about two minutes and they're done. But if you will concentrate on people that really say, God, lay some soul on my heart. And love that soul through me. And may I ever do my part to win that soul for thee. So the next couple of minutes, we're just going to play softly. We're going to let you sit there. I want you to contemplate on your list maybe some people that you should be praying for. The Lord puts them on your heart. The Lord puts it on your heart. Write it down just for a minute or so. Just for a minute or so. Take a moment. If you don't have nothing to write with, put it on your phone. If you want to memorize it, memorize it. Or if it comes to your mind right now, go ahead and just begin to pray. Write them down as the Lord speaks to you. I promise you, He will. If you're willing to pray for them, He will. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. They're listening. Speak to us, God. We have lost family. We have lost friends. We want to be a house of prayer, God. Come on, take another 30 seconds. Lord, speak. Speak to us. Speak to us. Teach me to wait on you, Lord. Teach me to wait on you. 
Come on, I sense the Lord speaking to some of you. He's speaking to some of you. switch gears just for a second how many know how to listen to God and pray when it hurts this is a tough one right here boy when I'm hurting I find it very hard to pray for myself I can hardly pray for myself when I'm hurting really bad I got to call on somebody else did Danny play pray for me man you know pray for me man how many understand what I'm saying you're so hurt so grieved so so taken back that you have to have somebody else to pray for you it's hard Romans 8 says that when you don't know how to pray as you ought, are there any Pentecostals in here? What a blessing. When we don't know how to pray as we ought, the, pray, the, the Spirit prays through us with groanings and utterances that cannot be hindered. How many glad that we have the benefit of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What? When we speak in an unknown tongue, we speak to God and not to man. He understands. And we're actually praying the very mind of God. We're praying the will of God when you're praying in the Spirit. He knows. Personal line. So when you're hurting, maybe some of you are hurting today. Praying. In pain. Intersecting. Maybe today uh, as you are dealing, maybe one of you are dealing with one of these things. Devastation. Maybe there's an impossibility in front of you. You don't know. How is that going to happen? Uh, depression. Forgiveness. Maybe you need to release somebody today. And it's very hard. It hurts you so bad. Submission. Maybe you need to submit to something and you're having a hard time. Brokenness, frustration, desperation. Maybe the Lord has you on a detour or a season that's not easy to pray through. Or maybe there's opposition coming at you from somewhere. Burdening your heart and your mind. We're going to take a second or two, a minute or two actually. And whatever one of those, maybe I didn't head, maybe I didn't call it out, but whatever it is, I want you to pray. Talk to God about whatever it is that you're dealing with at the moment. And let's see if he'll speak to you about that. Let's worship the Lord some more. And you just go ahead and talk to the Lord about whatever it is you're going. It could be grief. It could be healing. It could be whatever. Just call on the Lord. This is how I find my battles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We're calling for a solemn assembly, God. This is how I find my battles. Calling the church to pray. Calling an army of intercessors, Lord. This is how I find my battles. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. And this is how I find my battles. Glory, we're seeking your face, God. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Because this is how I find our battle. Yes, Lord. This is how we do it, God. 
Come on, tell that wall to come down in the name of Jesus. This is how we fight our battle. Father, I speak to that wall. I speak to that stronghold. Tear it down, God. This is how we fight our battle. This is how we fight. Glory. Glory. We look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how we fight our battles. Oh, Lord, on our knees. This is how we fight our battles. Praise the Lord. This is how we fight. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight. This is how we fight our battles. Jesus. I want you to listen to this. The Holy Spirit gave me a scripture for somebody in here today. It might be for everybody in here today. Jeremiah chapter 30. God spoke to him. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Thus speaks the Lord God of Israel. I told you he speaks. This is what he said. Write in a book for yourself all the words that I've spoken to you. Can I just admonish you to do that? Can I challenge you to do that? When God speaks to you, write it in a book. And Look what he said. Do you all want to hear what God spoke to, to, to Jeremiah that might be for you this year? Verse 3. For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people, Israel and Judah, says the Lord. And I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. Basically, God is saying to Jeremiah, I'm about to turn things around for my people. So the word of the Lord to you this this evening is God's about to, if you're online, maybe it's for you. God's about to turn some things around. For you. God can do that. It can be a wonderful time where you can celebrate. It could be a time of discipline. It could be a time or a burden where you just pray for somebody else. It could be a celebration. It could be whatever. God wants to speak to you. We're going to have more than one prayer meeting. We're going to build a culture of prayer in this church. We're going to work real hard toward that. It's the primary reason we exist. To call on God in prayer and praise. We're not praying, we're praising. We're not praising, we're praying, right? We're going to build a culture of prayer here. And we're going to be a house of prayer. My friends, I tell you, there's so much prayerlessness going on. We've got to do this. How many know we have to do this? This is not an option. We're going to see God do what we believe Him to do in 2022. We have to stay on our knees. Like old camel knees, James. Remember last week? <laughs> the fervent, effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I want you to stand with me tonight. And if you want to spend some more time, I, I just want the Lord to revitalize you in your prayer time. Maybe, maybe you want to focus uh, your time for the remainder here on your 
Maybe there's something you're preparing for. Maybe there's something you're preparing for. You want God to anoint it and prepare you to, to go into that with an anointing. Maybe you want to pray for your family, whatever particular thing God is putting on your heart. That's our last prayer tonight. It's 7.15. We'll let you go home. But Whatever God's specifically saying to you, it's very personal. I want us to focus on that. Ask God to help you. Write down a list. We can pray with you about it. Pray for the church. Pray for your leadership. That's the 7.14 prayer team. It's designed to pray for our leadership. Your pastors covet your prayers. And I say, anybody who spends a minute a day, any second of day in prayer for us as a staff team and leadership team, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. But missionaries, more than they need your money, they need your prayers. And believe me, they need your money. Don't, it don't hurt either, does it? So there's a lot of sick people in our body. Keep them on your prayer list. There's a lot of shut-ins, you know, like Della and others that wish they could be here. And so don't be discouraged, church, by numbers. Nickels and noses don't bother me. What burdens me is that people are sick and not able to be in the house of the Lord. Let the Lord use you this week. Maybe, maybe if you just pray for somebody, you know, ask them, is there anything I can pray with you about? How many know that will open the door real quickly? Is there anything I can pray with you about? Boy, I haven't been in ministry 35 years. I've never had someone tell me no. No, don't pray for me. I don't even know if they knew me. They've never declined for me to pray for them. So I hope this enhances your prayer meetings, your personal prayer meetings, our corporate prayer meetings. But just let this be our prayer tonight. We close out. Make me a house of prayer. Is that your prayer today? Come on, lift your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, make me, make me a house of prayer. Father, I thank you today for our prayer meeting. Thank you for your people, God. Genuine, sincere, devoted, faithful. We are Oak Grove and we are a house of prayer. Not just because it's the first of the year. We want to be revitalized in our prayer. No matter what we're doing, whatever we're preparing for. Whatever we find ourselves doing, may a spirit of intercession rise up in this house. Help us, O Lord, in the area of evangelism and missions. Take our murmuring and turning it into ministering. Help us, O God, to develop practices and habits, to learn how to listen to you and your voice. Help us to discern what's hindering us from hearing your voice. As we desire to walk in your favor, in your direction, give us insight, revelation. May we understand that your eyes are upon us. You care very much for your people. I wonder if anybody needs a healing tonight as we go. Just lift your hand and say, Pastor, I can sure use a healing. My hand is up. I'd like to get rid of this thing forever. Amen. Jill needs a healing. Anybody else say, I need a healing? I know Mason's facing surgery on nasal passages. We're going to pray for Mason. I know Judy Ferguson's facing hip surgery coming up uh, in February, 1st of February. Anybody else right here? Okay. We got you. Betty. Betty, I got you. I'm not on NyQuil, Betty. I know. I've been on NyQuil, but I'm done with it. How many know Jesus is better than NyQuil? (laughs) I just tried to get some sleep.
Stretch your hand towards some of these. Come on, stretch your hand towards some of these. If the Lord speaks to you right now to lay hands on somebody and pray for somebody, you just move out, move out. And we're going to call on the Lord and then we're going to worship and let you go. Father, how faithful you've been to us. Help us to learn how to discern, how to detect, how to figure out how how to connect with you, Lord. You will instruct us. You will give us insight and understanding of your word so we'll know how to live our daily lives. You will teach us in the way that we should go. Lord, we don't know what a day holds, but you do. And you'll guide us throughout the day. You will counsel us with your eyes, with your eyes. Every day we make decisions, Lord, and encounter situations that challenge us because we don't know what to do. But tonight we acknowledge that we need you. We need personal direction from the God that never fails. Be faithful to provide what we will be willing to listen to. We know you love us. Give us the counsel through the Holy Spirit, who's our internal guide, our internal director. Help us to walk in the will and the ways of God. Help to obey the word of God. Help us to understand today, you long to heal what we're willing to reveal. So don't let us keep anything from you, Lord. Open us up. Lay us out. Bear our soul to you today. Open our mind to you, our spirits to you. And we give you all the praise.